Hello and welcome into the Keepers Podcast. That is right, we are back. Chris Schuber, Paige Demacos here. I've officially taken over. Paige, you're out. I'm in charge. How does uh, it make you feel? Here's where I tell everybody a little behind the scenes. So no, we all, don't, You don't have to tell them this story. Let's let we, everybody we, think that I'm we, in charge. We all know that I'm in charge and that I call the shots. So I want Chris to host. I like being on this side. I got to host literally everything else. So, so, you're, so you see, you're not helping me. So this is my debut of hosting the Keepers, and now you're already taking shots. Saying that you this put is me in the, this is the relationship. Right I mean, here. I just See, don't we, understand. We know, I can't believe that you would expect anything. No, that's, that's fair enough. Uh, so the the NFL draft. I don't know if you know. This was a thing that happened over the last couple of days. Yeah. I don't know if you know. Never heard of yeah, it. Yeah, never heard of the thing. Yeah. And now everybody, of course, is is shifting their attention towards the regular season. We're getting closer and closer. Everybody wants the inside scoop. They want to know what rookies to add to their yeah. fantasy team. And we're yeah. here. We're gonna break down. Uh, about 10 of our favorite or rookies that we really want to discuss and what their impact may be. We have a list of 20 here. We're going to do 10 today. We're going to do another 10 on Thursday. Yep. And I'll be honest with you, the 10 we're doing today, there are some in here I don't like. Some that I wouldn't even go near. So there's okay. fire emojis everywhere. I like that. I want to start with a group that isn't on the article that we're working off of here today, and that's the quarterbacks. Yes. Because there were five quarterbacks that went in the first round, uh, including number one overall, Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. You had Sam Darnold go number three to the New York Jets. You had Josh, Josh Allen, Allen go to the Bills at, what, number seven? Yep. And then you had Josh Rosen, number 10 to the Cardinals. And then number 32, the Baltimore Ravens snuck back into the first round to pick up Lamar Jackson. Yep. The thing that I find very interesting about this page is you look at these five quarterbacks, and they were five quarterbacks drafted in the first round, and I think there's only one that has an opportunity to start week one of the regular season, and it might be the worst of the five. Okay. Because it's Josh Allen. Yep, I would agree with that. He is in the best position to be the starter week one because Mm -hmm. the rest of the quarterback room in Buffalo is bad. It's Nate Peterman and A.J. McCarron. Yeah, I mean, I can't envision a world in which those guys are starting. I, I... I know that they have some hopes for A.J. McCarron. There was a lot of chatter about him in the offseason, which I really don't understand. Uh, I, uh, the thing with Alabama quarterbacks we've learned is that they don't have to do very much in college. Uh, yes, they won national titles, but they won national titles because of Nick Saban and their defense. So I, I count me out on the A.J. McCarron experience. Mm-hmm. I'm not here for it. I don't really understand it. Uh, they might – Start. I mean, they, we saw what happened with Nathan Peterman when they put him in 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 lieu of uh, of of Tyrod. Five interceptions. And it was a disaster. It was a complete disaster. I'm not saying now with some more time, uh, some more time to develop, some more time to get into the system. Maybe it's something better. But I I am going to go out on a limb here and say that the first quarterback that we see start is Josh Allen. I can't see a, a way that that doesn't happen. And in terms of fantasy, if you're talking about tiers here, I, I think Josh Allen, even if he starts as a tier six, tier five quarterback, right? I, yes. I, I look at, uh, I'm looking at fantasy pros tiers and I, I kind of move my guys around based on them, but they have Case Keenum, Andy Dalton, Tyrod Taylor, Blake Bortles, uh, Eli Manning, Mitch Trubisky, and Lamar Jackson in their tier five. And you could very easily put Josh Allen in that group. And I would totally agree with that. That is where I kind of see him being. He's not going to wow you with his numbers. I really really don't think, especially no. in year one. But he's the guy that may at the end of the season have the most numbers because he's going to play the most amount of games. For sure. And I that's going to be the difference. For sure. I just, from a fantasy perspective, I think if you're looking at a lot of teams that draft, that have guys that they want to stash for a long time, they're in they're in the leagues, the legacy leagues, where you, you keep your players mm-hmm. and you play for a long time. If I'm looking at these five quarterbacks, Josh Allen is not on my list of guys that I'm going to 
take and keep for a long time. No, and, and I actually think there's none of these guys that you can take and keep right away because I think you're just wasting a roster spot. You're you're hoping the thing with this is that I know and I and I've got a lot of questions from my buddies back home who are in one of these leagues where they stash guys and they always take some type of rookie to keep. Now, I usually tell them, go get a running back, a rookie running back. Exactly. Because that's the guy you're going to want on your roster for a couple of years, especially when you have some some ready-made situations for running backs. If you're going to take a chance, if you're going to, if you're going to dabble in here, because I know people are going to do this, um, I think an interesting player long-term is Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I think the one thing... Not if, this year. No, this long-term. year. Long-term. So if, if since we just discussed Josh Allen, we'll, we'll put him to the side for a second. If you needed another quarterback that could probably start soon in the season and could have an impact and be a fantasy quarterback, I think it's Sam Darnold. I agree. I, I think that's the next logical choice. They do have Josh McCown, and, and if he plays well, they may not be willing to go away from him because this is a team that roster-wise could potentially make the postseason, so they may want to win games and not go to a rookie. But if things kind of go south quickly, I've compared it to the situation in Chicago a lot Yes. from last season where they mm-hmm. had Mike Lennon. Mike Lennon did not play all that great, and it did not take long before they took their first-round pick, Mitchell Trubisky, and threw him to the fire and said, hey, let's you see what you got. Yeah, figure it out. Yeah, figure it out. And that could be a very similar case with Sam Darnold if things don't start the way they need to in New York for Todd Bowles and the New York Jets. But other than that, Baker, they're paying Tyra Taylor, what, $18 million? Tyra Taylor's going to start the first half of the season. Yes, he is. Is, is, Unless they go 0-6, and and then then there's going to be noise for Baker to start. For sure. But Tyrod, that's not the type of quarterback Tyrod is. No, and I would be very surprised if the Browns don't play well with the roster that they have now. I think with the it's addition... It's a good football team. They, it's a good football team. It was a decent football team last year. They had a good defense. They've upgraded even more so uh, from their offensive perspective. They finally have weapons there. And, and Tyrod's always interested me. I think Tyrod never got enough credit. He got the Buffalo Bills to a playoff game last year for the first time in, what, 20 years almost since yeah. they hadn't been to the postseason. I think it's it's one of those things that I think he's... He's never really been given the proper opportunity, and I don't necessarily know that he's going to be given the proper opportunity here either because they drafted Baker to be their guy. They didn't get Tyrod to be the guy. Now, if that team is 4-2 and two, or even 3-3 three and three through 6, there's no way Baker's going in. There's no way. No, They no. haven't won a game in two seasons. Yes. There's no way. And I think if you need an outside name fantasy-wise, and this is just going to be because of – I'm going to just go to history here – the other guy I would pick up is Josh Rosen. Yes. Because we know He that, will play. And the reason why he's going to play is because we know the injury history with Sam Bradford. Now, I think what's going to be really interesting to see, and this is where the kind of fantasy implications, you have to pay attention to training camp. You have Absolutely. to pay attention to minicamp. So important. Because you know what I'm really interested to see here is there's three quarterbacks in that room sure for Arizona. Are. Not one of them's getting caught. Mike Lennon, they brought in and on, and they signed him to a two-year deal for a reason because they thought he's a backup-caliber quarterback, right? They want to keep him around, so he's not going anywhere. You now have a rookie that you traded up to go get, so you obviously have high hopes for him, and you have Sam Bradford, who you paid on a one-year deal, but you paid him a lot of money. So it is going to be very interesting to see. We know Sam Bradford's going to get the first team reps because this is a team that thinks they can compete with that roster they want to try to go for it. Rightly or wrongly, that's what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. So Sam Bradford, in terms of fantasy, that's the guy you look at in Arizona. Yeah. My question is, who's suiting up as the backup on week two? 
that's going to tell me everything I need to know about where Josh Rosen's progression is and if he's going to be a viable fantasy option this year. Because if Mike Glennon is the backup starting week one, then they may be taking it slow with Josh Rosen and saying, you know what, we're going to punt this year away. No big deal with Rosen. We want to get him right. And then when Bradford's contract comes off the books, they're like, okay, Sam, here are the keys. Or Josh, here are the keys. So I think what's interesting here is I don't think Arizona thought that they were going to be able to facilitate to get this guy. I don't think that they thought that Josh Rosen was going to be able. They did not give a whole lot up to have to move up. They gave up a third and a fifth along with their first, which they swapped to get Josh Rosen. Yeah. That's a home run. They, they, I mean, they gave up basically pick 79 was the big, big pick that they, that they gave In up. In a round where they had a bunch of picks. In a round where they had a bunch of picks, and they moved up to get five spots to get the guy that a lot of people had listed as the number one overall quarterback. So I think that the moves that were made in the offseason were – backup plan just in case because they didn't there's no guarantee they were going to get their guy in the draft I think right now if they had Rosen I don't know that they go out and sign Mike Lennon I I don't know that no but but now this is this is the this is the evil nature of doing free agency before the draft here is they now they're paying these guys yeah for sure and and Josh Rosen they have five years of control of him because they drafted him in the first round. For sure. There's no need to rush him. No. If he's clearly the best quarterback going into the season, and now we all know what the talent of Sam Bradford is yes, when he, he's healthy. When healthy, there's no question. He could be one of the top ten quarterbacks talent. in the league. So there's no need to rush Josh Rosen into the picture because of the two quarterbacks you have in front. And that's why from a fantasy value, you got to watch training camp. you got to watch these preseason games because you got to know, look, if he's not dressing on Sundays through the first four weeks of the season because they're going to go with, with Bradford and Glendon, which I think is where they're going to go, then look, you're you're looking at a guy that you can't have on your roster. That's a waste yeah. of a spot. None of these quarterbacks are worth in a... In and a, I don't even think in, Josh Allen is. No, in a league this year, if you're just in a one... If you just play one year league, like you play this season and it's over... I don't think you'd take a look at any of these quarterbacks. No. And, and, and None of them. And when we get closer to the season, there will clearly be the daily fantasy nature of all this stuff. So when these For guys sure. are in the loop and starting, of course we're going to talk about Baker Mayfield as a legitimate quarterback, you know, top 15 option on a week-to-week basis. This is where I think he can be. But that's then. Yeah. Uh, we got to get there. And from For now sure. and right now looking at it, I can't pinpoint. If you ask me to say when Baker Mayfield's going to going to start – Put all the weeks on a spinning wheel, spin the wheel, I'll throw a dart, and that's the week he's going to play. Yeah, I no, don't for know. Sure. For I sure. don't know what Cleveland is going to do. I don't know what Buffalo is going to do. AJ McCarron may start week one for Buffalo. Yeah. You, could, you could conceivably walk in here right now. You could have somebody from the NFL walk in here right now and say, Chris, none of these five quarterbacks that were drafted in the first round are going to start week one, and I would believe you. Yeah. Because Lamar's not starting in, in Baltimore. Nope. Josh Rosen isn't starting in Arizona week one. You have Sam Darnold, who I don't think is starting week one. Baker's not starting week one. Josh Allen's the only one that I even consider. Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. Now, if you're talking about who is most likely, I think it's very clear it's Josh Allen. Exactly. And I think close second behind that, you could put 1A, is Josh Rosen. Because I, I truly believe what's going to happen in the training camp is that Josh Rosen, who's a very competitive dude, is going to be far superior to Mike Glennon. And Steve Kime and company are going to be forced to make him the second guy behind Sam Bradford. And Sam Bradford will inevitably get hurt, and Josh Rosen's going to have to play. Now, I don't think, now, I don't wish injury. I don't want people to tweet at me and say, You yeah, said, Paige, No. How dare you? No, no, no. I'm going off of history, yeah, history. And history tells me that Sam Bradford cannot stay healthy. And newsflash the Arizona Cardinals offensive line hasn't been great. It hasn't been great protecting their guys. So I think that's where I look at that and I go, it would be interesting to pay attention. Long term, 
Long term, you're in a in a league where you want to draft one of these guys. Baker, I think Baker's the most Baker's interesting. Baker's the guy. Yeah, yep, yeah, I agree. All right, let's hop into some of these other rookies. Uh, we'll do ten of them here today, and then again, ten of them coming up on Thursday because we're back, everybody. We're doing this podcast probably multiple days of the week. Yeah, just we're getting back into the flow of things. It's yeah, okay. we got just injury get, updates. Hop on board. Yeah, right? hop on board. Fantasy. Uh, Saquon Barkley, the yes. guy that was drafted number two overall from the New York Giants, and, and and Paige, I said it when he was drafted. This is a top thirteen running back immediately in terms of fantasy. One hundred percent. And and the reason why is because I think he's behind a much improved offensive line that in the second round added Will Hernandez, who's going to probably be an immediate starter on that offensive line. He can really help. They added in free agency to the offensive line. They've done a really nice job shoring that up. And, and Saquon Barkley wasn't behind the, the greatest offensive line at no. Penn State anyway, and he was making no. things happen because he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can compete on all three downs. I just think this is a guy. Look, this was the missing piece for this New York Giants team, and you you got to think with Eli getting older, there's going to be more of a reliance on running the football to create balance. This is a top 13 running back. This is somebody that right now, if you were to ask me, you are targeting in the first or second round of your leagues. Not only that, but an important thing to keep an eye on with running backs, and I tell this to people every single year, you got to pay attention to guys that are not going to have a lot of carries stolen from them. There isn't another running back here that's going to steal a lot of carries from Saquon Barkley. He is going to be the featured back. That is the number one thing when you are looking at a top 12, top 15 running back. You have to draft a guy you know is going to be featured in the offense. And I can assure you that Saquon Barkley is going to be a featured part of this offense. And that's why when you and I went through the list and we went down the running backs before he was even drafted, before he was I, even drafted, I said he was going to be a top 13 he's a top back. 15 running back, yeah. 100%. Just on talent. QB, QB 13, I think, when we looked at the list. And there was probably 10, 11, 12. We all looked at and said, probably not, but he could be. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm he looking right be. now on Fantasy Pros. He's RB 12 for them. He's in Tier 3. And I, I look at some of the people in front of him. They have Dalvin Cook at RB 9. And we don't know. He's coming back off coming an injury. Coming back off an injury. I can make a case that Saquon Barkley is better than that. So all of a sudden, you're at RB 11. Kareem Hunt, who kind of fell off at the end of last season. You could very different easily, offense. Patrick Mahomes. You, what's that offense gonna look like? I, I can argue all day I, for I these can, guys. I could very easily make a case that Saquon Barkley is a top ten fantasy running back without even making a carry. I'm telling you right now, both of those guys, I'm thinking I'm Cook thinking, and and Hunt. Dalvin Cook, I am definitely one hundred percent without a doubt not taking over Saquon. Yeah, Barkley. I would take Barkley over over uh, he's coming Dalvin off a Cook. major injury. Here's another guy that I would take over. I would take Saquon Barkley over because I didn't think he had a good year last year. I had him in one of my leagues. Devonta Freeman did not have yeah. the type of season Splits you carries. from him. Splits carries. You could very easily tell me that Saquon Barkley Top is going to have a better I just talked yeah. my. I'm, a, I'm I, in. I, top I, ten. I, I can do it. I, top ten. I, I'm there for sure. Top twelve. If yeah, you're I mean, if you're in a if you're in a twelve team league, which that's he's the a average, first round draft. He is a first round draft, and I think he needs to be. And if you're in a ten team league, uh, I think you could very easily stretch it to make him a first round pick. And and if you don't pick close enough in the second round, if it's not a snake-style draft for your league, you may have to reach for him and take him seven or eight. And that's okay because I think it's going to be worth it. Also, if you're not taking a running back, you're doing it wrong. Unless you're taking Antonio there. Brown. And even so. Uh, yeah, and I, and I think you should be taking your running back in the in, in spot in the first round okay. almost always. Rashad Penny, I absolutely hate this. Hate, 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 hate this. Because, one, they did nothing besides Jamarco Jones in the draft to address this offensive line problem. Rashawn Penny is was not the best running back in the draft. They used a first-round pick on him. I don't trust Seattle running there backs. There were so many better running backs on the board. Trust I me, we're going to talk about one that, that w fell too far yeah. that is going to be very good for a team in our nation's capital. Hint, hint. We'll get there in a second. Mm -hmm. 
Rashad Penny is in a is in a is on a team that doesn't protect the quarterback and doesn't run block very well because they just don't have the talent. They don't have they they've never used running backs properly since Marshawn Lynch left. This is a case of Rashad Penny might be very good and Rashad Penny might be able to to late in the season be a fantasy pick. I can't justify using a first, second, or third round pick on this guy because I don't know what Seattle's offense is going to look like and I have I don't know if I can trust Rashad Penny and I don't know if I can trust the Seattle Seahawks. No, I can assure you that I will not be drafting Rashad Penny. He's off the board. You're taking him off the board. No, I, I cannot. What have What have you seen from the Seahawks offensively that makes you trust a running back there? There's nothing. I was told so many times, Christian Michael. That I'm like, no, no. What have you seen since Marshawn Lynch left? What have you seen from a running back there? What happened to Eddie Lacy last year? He was irrelevant because they don't. They just didn't invest in the offensive line. No, and they still haven't. I would have liked them, and not to get too draft heavy, but they should have taken an offensive lineman with this pick, because there were plenty on the board, and then drafted somebody like a Darius Geis. They probably could have gotten Rashad Penny later on. Yeah, they could have. It doesn't make any sense what they did with their draft, but we're not here to grade their draft. We're here to talk about the fantasy. And, I, and, and this is off the board for me. I'm. I'm not. I'm sorry. Unless I see. It's it's May first right now. Mm-hmm. As of May first, he's off my board. Right, it may change. Again, not, this is where training camps and, and, and mini camps sure. play into factor. But, but right I, now, he's off the board for me. I am not. I am not drafting a Seattle Seahawks running back until I see a much improved offensive line. All right, number three on this list, Ronald Jones, the running back now out of USC. He's now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I really like this one, Paige. I think this is a sneaky mid-round guy, and, and here's why. They don't have Doug Martin anymore. He's yep. moved on to Oakland. You look at the rest of the running back room, Jaquiz Rodgers and Peyton Barber. Guys that, that I mean, specifically in the case of Peyton Barber, I thought was going to establish himself as the guy late in the season. He didn't. Uh, Rodgers has been moving around to different teams. He was in Atlanta. Now he's in Tampa. He did not really emerge as anything. They need that workhorse. They need that bell cow that can kind of run the ball and add that element to their offense. That's why they took Ronald Jones. This was a potential first round in the yep. draft running back, and he, and he falls to them, and they were able to, to pick him up. I, I think he's going to be an immediate starter, which ultimately increases his value. Uh, I don't know where I'm going to put him on, on a tier board. Uh, I would probably put him, if we're looking here, I'm looking at fantasypros.com. There's a group tier four, Kenyon Drake, Jerk McKinnon, Jay Ajayi, Alex Collins. I think you could conceivably put him there. He's a featured back. Uh, I he, mean, he, he's, Here's where I would say this. He's a tier four with the upside of a tier two. Uh, yeah, I think okay? so. Because he is going to be the featured guy more than likely. Mm-hmm. So this is where we're telling you, you pay attention to these guys. If I'm drafting rookies, I want to draft a rookie now that I know has potential to be the guy. Saquon, we know, is going to be the guy, okay? Most of the other guys, we're, we're going to take a look and say, okay, is he going to be the guy? Does he have potential to be the guy? Because if they have another, if they have, for instance, Arizona drafted a running back, David Johnson's the guy. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think there's going to be carries uh, to be given out in Arizona. That's what I'm season. saying. So when you look at this situation, with Doug Martin gone, there's high potential here for mm-hmm. him to be the featured back. I like him a lot. I would say I agree with Fantasy Pros of of tier four guy, but with the upside of tier two, so you feel confident taking him a little bit earlier, knowing that he could end up being a top fifteen back. It's funny they have him listed tier five. I'd put him in tier four. They For have sure. him lower than Rashad Penny. They have Rashad Penny at thirty. They have Ronald Jones at thirty six. Uh, disagree with that. Strong, and strong is, disagree. And, and I'm going to tease it here, Paige. We're going to be most likely. I don't want to promise things, okay. but most likely there's going to be. Our version of these tiers coming out every week throughout the, yes, r- throughout there the regular will be. season. And I got to be honest with you, 
Rashad Penny wouldn't be a top 30 running back for me right now. No. So, I don't understand how anybody who watches football could say that. I mean, I, I guess you, you can look at it and say he's the only guy there, so he's going to get the touches, just like we're talking about here. That's but, what they told me last year about Eddie Lacy. But then I look at the surrounding factors and I go, until I see it, I'm not willing to invest my no fantasy chance. draft capital into No it. chance. Right. I'm not taking that rookie. You know how much I love Saquon Barkley. I know. You have a crush on him. I do. I have Man a crush, crush on the next guy on the list. I love it. Darius Geis. Yep, also Running love back it. out of Washington. And here's why. Because I, I could see somebody say, Chris, what do you mean? This is a this is a crowded room. Samaj P. Ryan, you were all over him last year. Uh, Rob Kelly, Chris Thompson. Here's here's what I learned. Rob Kelly last year, every time he fumbled the ball, he was taken out. He wasn't used. Samaj P. Ryan, they clearly did not feel good enough about to trust down the stretch. He did not get a lot of touches. He's out. Chris Thompson, they're going to keep him around because he can catch the ball to the backfield. But he's more like a wide receiver for them. But almost. you but you know who's going to get the feature touches in this Washington backfield next Darius season? Darius Geis. Darius Geis. This is a guy that felt because of some off-the-field issues, some rumors that may or may not have been true about what occurred at the Combine and whatnot. Whatever the case may be, he, he falls to the Washington Redskins. They pick him up. I think you were looking at a guy that you can, foot, you can put into a flex spot in your fantasy leagues. I think this is a guy that you can draft, I would say, fifth round maybe in For your sure. fantasy drafts and get some really good value out of him because he's going to be a starter. I think a lot of people in your fantasy leagues are going to say, why am I going to take him when I can take some Ajay P. Ryan, Rob Kelly, or Chris Thompson? You know what? Let let the other owners in your league do that. You take Darius, guys. I think you're going to hit a home run here, specifically if you're in a dynasty league. Because yep. you are going to be able to have years and years of production of him because they clearly see that. These are, That's the type of guy, another guy, where you want him in a dynasty league, 100%. Because here's here's the thing. Samaj P. Ryan, you're on the clock, bud. Yeah, I thought, I mean, clearly. Uh, they, this, this tells me everything I need to know. About how they feel about About it. how they feel about P. Ryan. And here's the thing you need to know about Gruden as a coach. He is like an elephant, man, with his memory. The second that you do, it's like it was the ongoing joke for fantasy owners last year because it was a nightmare. P. Ryan would fumble the ball, and he was out. He wouldn't play the rest of the game. That's what I'm talking about. I think Darius Geis comes in, and him and Chris Thompson become the dudes there. Rob Kelly becomes the third-ish back, and Samaje P. Ryan... Take a seat, bud. Now be worried if the, if Darius guys fumbles because you may not see him again for the rest that's of the, the season. That's the that's so the problem. So be concerned about that because yeah. specifically in Washington, they will rotate guys. But I think guys has enough talent that they're going to like what they see from him. And clearly, they were not sold enough on Samaj P. Ryan, who they drafted last year, enough to where they went out and got another running back this year. All right, Royce Freeman, number five on the list of running back out of the Denver Broncos. And this one, this one, look as we know. The Denver Broncos running game evaporated like moisture into the air last year. Their offense evaporated minus when Peyton Manning left. They add Case Keenum, who I think is going to really energize that room, I and I think he's a solid starter. I don't know if he's going to be able to be the MVP candidate he was last year. No, because he doesn't have the same but offense there. I certainly feel that he's going to bring some energy to them. I think behind an offensive line that they uh, really improved on last year, remember they used their first-round pick on uh, Garrett Bowles. Yep. They added him to that group. They're going to want to run the football. For sure. They want to get back to that. They add Royce Freeman. I think this is a guy that could start right away and could get a lot of the touches because I don't think Devontae Booker is really going to be the guy there or else they wouldn't have drafted Royce Freeman. This is a, a starter out of the Pac-12, a guy that played at Oregon, put up some big numbers. I like him. I don't know if I like him as much as I like the next guy on the list <laughs> or the next guy on the list, but I like him probably if I had to rank, rank my running back rookies, he's probably the third. I would go... Barkley, Geis, and then you can you could probably put Freeman anywhere from three to six for me, and I would be okay with it. 
I think uh, Freeman has a lot of upside here, and that's because, like we talked about, you want somebody who has opportunity to be the featured guy, and C.J. Anderson is no longer there. I have heard a lot of comparisons. Uh, our own draft guys said, why did you get rid of C.J. Anderson to draft C.J. Anderson part two? Um, very similar skill set. Which I, which I totally understand, but C.J. Anderson was very productive early on as a fantasy runner. He just trailed off like the rest of the offense did over the last two seasons. I think with a steady quarterback in Case Keenum, a steady offense, I think you're going to see a revitalization of Demar- Demarius Thomas, uh, of Emmanuel Sanders. I think this offense is going to get back on track because they're going to know who the guy is. This this quarterback room has been a disaster since Peyton Manning left. There's been no consistency. They haven't gone into any training camp knowing who the guy is. This year they do. I think that helps the running back room. I think that helps the offense in general. And you saw what Minnesota was able to accomplish last year running the football with two guys um, until Dalvin Cook was injured mm-hmm. while, Case Co- while Case Keenum was the starting quarterback. So I think that Royce Freeman has a lot of upside here. Uh, he's not he's not in the Darius guy saquon Barkley conversation, no. but he's definitely a guy when you're looking at uh, especially Dynasty, you're looking at some of these rookies. He's a guy that's worth taking. He's a guy that's worth taking long-term because I think he's going to have value, and I think he's going to have value long-term for Denver. Paige, I'm going to make a mistake. Oh, boy. I love Sony Michelle and the fit on the New England Patriots, and I know what I'm supposed to do when it comes to New England Patriot <sighs> running backs. I understand, but they drafted this guy in the first round. I know. That means something. They don't do that. That means they like this guy a lot. That's a crowded backfield. But I think he can catch the ball out of the backfield. I think he's going to be the featured guy. And I know I can see I, I see the look that you're giving me. I understand. I get it. It's a Patriot running back. I shouldn't do this. But I think the talent there is too good. I don't think this is a guy you're going to use one of your first two running back picks on. But if you're looking for a flex guy, maybe some guy to, to stash on your bench if you're in a dynasty league. Maybe if you're in a one-year league, you can kind of stretch and make Sonny Michelle work. I like Sonny Michelle. I really do. He might be my third or fourth running back out of this group. I like him. I, know, I just don't like, don't like New England Patriots running backs. I know. I understand. I, it's, it's a tough thing to 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 have to balance it's, your love it's, for the, the I, player. And I the like team. the player. I don't like the situation. Maybe maybe they're changing. Maybe my, the Josh McDaniels era in New England is going to start sooner rather than later. They're is Bill Belichick the, still the head coach? I, I, I believe so. Yeah, yes. No. Sorry. The thing with the the thing with New England Patriots running backs is. Uh, Sonny Michelle could show up 30 seconds late to a meeting, and then we don't see him for three weeks <sighs> because know. that's what Bill Belichick but, does. But so this so is good. I, I listen. I understand. I understand the upside. I just, I, for me personally, I have been burned so many times by New England running back. I will not. This is not a direction I will go. Is it something from a daily fantasy perspective, from a week-to-week basis? I think after, so. After I know and I've seen what they're doing, absolutely. Because Rex Burkhead became a viable option down the stretch last year because he was consistent for Bill Belichick. If you consistently show up week to week and you have a versatile skill set, you will find yourself involved in the offense. You will. That's just the reality. But this offense, I think I need to see what's going on here. There's been a lot of chatter about this team in the offseason. Even so, more recently with Tom Brady talking about how he feels underappreciated. I think it's just, it's a weird... Eyeball emoji. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on in New England, and I need to 
just because of past experiences and what I know Bill Belichick does with his offense, I need this is one I'll be watching closely, but I'm not in love with the situation. All right, I will I will love Sonny Michelle on behalf of both of us. That's then. fine. How about that? That's fine. Uh, number seven on the list, carry on Johnson. By the way, we're using the NFL.com story. I should probably plug where we're yeah. getting this list from. Uh carry on Johnson, the running back of the Detroit Lions. I like this as a dynasty play. Yeah. And, and here's why. I, I they they added LeGarrette Blunt. They still have Amir Abdullah and Theo Riddick, so they clearly still like those guys enough to use them. I worry about where the touches are going to come from. And maybe by midseason, after he gets utilized, he gets established. But I really think it's going to be a struggle in the early going for him to to get touches. He's very talented. Very talented. He could probably be the starter Oh, he should be probably, for them He should be, probably. Season. Yep. But I just think they're going to want to take it slow. They have a lot of guys in that room. I like him. Daily fantasy again. I don't like the situation. Daily fantasy is a big one, and I think in dynasty leagues you can pick him up, kind of stash him away. Yeah, this is not a guy right now that I'm in love with. It's not a splash play. Like I said, there's a separation oh, between. Oh, don't worry, we got some splash plays coming up here in the next two. Yeah, games. there's That's a separation nice. between some of the guys up at the top and everybody else. So I think the biggest thing here with him is Detroit is looking for consistency from their running back room, and would I be surprised if midway through the year? Garrett Blunt and 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 Carryon Johnson are the dudes there. No, yeah, no, Wouldn't I would surprise, not. Would, would not surprise me at all. But that's a that's a big room right now. Theo Riddick, Amir Abdullah, and you also have to understand that Abdullah is going to be fighting for his role. He's got to stay. He's got to. He, he's going to be fighting for a role. Theo Riddick's going to be fighting for a role. Those years, it's very interesting to watch what happens for those players because Amir Abdullah has not been uh, exceptionally done well for the Detroit Lions thus far. But they brought in LeGarrette Blunt. I do think this is a need for them. It's one I'm going to pay attention to, but not a situation I'm in love with. And, and, a lot and, of running, too and, many running backs there. And let's not forget, what did they use? They used their first round pick to talk with, just to go to the NFL draft here for a second. They used their first round pick on Frank Ragnow, a center, yep. to show up their offensive line. And then in round five, I thought they got one of the better offensive linemen in this class in Terrell Crosby, who fell <laughs> because of injury concerns. So they used two of their draft capital along with carrying on Johnson, to bolster their running game in the offensive line. For sure. Bolster their running game and protect their biggest asset that they paid a lot of money for, Matthew Stafford. Right. So that is really, really what they were trying to work on. So I think there may be some value late in the season. Nick Chubb, the running back, the Cleveland Browns. I don't like this one. They bring in Carlos Hyde. They still have Duke Johnson around. I don't know where the carries come for, for Nick Chubb right away. Because Carlos Hyde's there. Because Carlos Hyde's there. Now, as we know, Carlos Hyde has been prone to get hurt, which would then open up opportunities for Nick Chubb. But Duke Johnson can, can catch the ball to the backfield. You saw that him and Crowell. Crowell was kind of the, I'll push the tempo, I'll run the ball. You bring in Duke Johnson, who can carry it. But then Duke just becomes another weapon out of the backfield as a receiver. They're, they like that. That's what they want yeah, to use. That's sure. what Hugh Jackson wants to do. Nick Chubb, very good runner. This guy, this guy can be a big fantasy player. It's just going to be tough for him to find a role because they're going to want to get Duke his touches. They want to get Carlos Hyde his touches. And I just don't know if there's enough. Crowded room. Again, we're talking right. about a He's crowded room. He's going to get room. touches. And there may be a week where Nick Chubb has three touches and two of them are for touchdowns, you know? But I just don't know if there's enough volume there for me to invest draft capital in. No. T- talking about, you know, maybe a flex spot throughout the year. Maybe maybe as, as the season emerges, you but, see this guy become a guy that's a viable RB two flex this is, position. This is a daily fantasy play again. I think that this is, this is a 
where he has the upside, it's just a crowded room, man. It's a crowded room, and, and they they got Carlos Hyde for a reason, and he's going to have to beat out Carlos mm-hmm. Hyde, and I just don't think that's going to happen right away. Not in year one. Number nine, Calvin Ridley, wide receiver of the Atlanta Falcons, drafted out of Alabama here. He's going to join a group that has Julio Jones, Muhammad Sanu, and Devonta Freeman, who can catch the ball in the backfield as well. I, I, this pick intrigued me because, as we know, Julio Jones kind of deleted some uh, some references to the Falcons on his social media account, uh, prompting people thinking he was getting traded. He's still on the roster. As- it's like this is the scenario, okay? It's like you've watched a couple that looks really happy on social media for a long time, and then all of a sudden, one person in the couple, okay, not both sides, just one, the girl, for instance, she deletes all the pictures of her with the guy. Sure. And you wake up and you're like, wait, what? What happened here? That's exactly what happened with Atlanta. One morning, we all woke up, and Julio Jones deleted every picture of the Atlanta Falcons. He made his Twitter account private. He unfollowed all the Atlanta Falcons players. It was a very curious situation, okay? People thought he was getting traded. And then, and then, the Atlanta Falcons go out and draft a wide receiver. From the same school that Julio Jones went to. Now... This is a weird situation. I don't care. There's This is not a conspiracy theory. This is a full-blown situation. Mm-hmm. Full-blown. We have documentation. Okay? We haven't heard from Julio. We don't know what's going on, but that's weird. Maybe his, maybe his account got hacked, Paige. Doubtful. I think it's possible. Doubtful. Okay? So this, now, all that being said, Julio Jones, the scenario is Julio wants to get paid. Okay? I don't understand that. He got a big contract. Yeah, but he wants to get paid again. Coming that's up not in, how this coming works. Coming up next season. But that's not how this works. Yeah, so guess what happens, okay? The Atlanta Falcons drafted Calvin Ridley because more than likely they are not going to pay a aging wide receiver like we just saw a certain scenario play out with said Des Bryant. They're not going to pay what he wants to be paid. And he's going to find out the hard way, and they drafted his replacement. So Julio's 29 years old. Yes. He's going to get paid $10.5 million in base salary with some with a signing bonus, so a total of $12.9 million, right? They have a potential out after this season mm-hmm. where they can cut him and, and it doesn't money kind of gets moved around. Next season, he'll make $14.9 million, and then the following season after that, he will make $11.42 million and will be an unrestricted free agent at the age of 32 at 2021. So clearly he's trying to restructure this contract so he can get paid. I'm confused by the whole thing. But now let's talk about the fantasy value here of Calvin Ridley. This I don't season. think there is none. I, I I just don't see it. Where where too many mouths to feed, man? There's a, where are you where are you stealing? Are you stealing receptions from Julio no, Jones or Julio Muhammad Jones, Sanu? No matter what, no matter what happens between now and the beginning of the season, if Julio Jones is on the roster and he's healthy. Guess who Matt Ryan's throwing the ball to? He's throwing it to one of the best receivers in the NFL, Julio Jones. So this is all noise right now. Okay, so... If he's on another roster, okay, then we can reevaluate Calvin Ridley's fantasy value. For sure, but he's not going to be on another roster heading into this season. No, Julio Jones is going to be a Falcon, which means he's going to lead the team in receptions, barring an injury. He's going to lead the team in every major statistic. He is going to be their number one wide receiver. Now stay with me. Taylor Gabriel no longer with the Atlanta Falcons. He's with your team, the Chicago Bears. He's with the Chicago Bears. So... Best case scenario here, Calvin Ridley becomes a little interesting flex option, like a Taylor Gabriel did down the stretch uh, with yeah, the Atlanta Falcons. Different I think, skill sets. For sure, but I think that's best case scenario here for for as far as receptions-wise. In they, year one? They do have a lot of mouths to feed, but there have been other options that have emerged. It's been more of a 
one game here, one game there type of thing, though. And I and I don't think that's that's not what you want from a fantasy. It, it's that's funny. not what you want. It's funny. We're gonna talk. We're talking about Ridley here. We're gonna talk about one more receiver to end today's show. We're gonna talk about a lot of receivers on Thursday's show. I like a lot of those receivers more than I like Calvin Ridley this year. Mm -hmm. And the two that we're gonna kick off Thursday's show with, I think, are you have to go get these guys. Have to. That's a, that's called a tease in the that's business. A teaser. Those two guys that we're gonna talk about on Thursday. Top of this Ooh, class. Love it. Love I it. love these guys as fantasy options because I think the ceiling, to quote Michael Jordan, is the roof for those guys. Okay, <laughs> I, the sky is the limit. Ceiling is ceiling the roof, is baby. The roof ceiling roof goat. So for Calvin Ridley, not sure what the, what his floor or ceiling can be in year one because I think there's a lot in there, uh, and I think with a lot of other rookie wide receivers, you push him to the back of the list here. Next it, year? Oh, next year we can. Let's talk. have a conversation. Right. This year, sorry, but Julio Jones is still the man there. All right, let's wrap up the last guy. We're going to talk about another wide receiver, a wide receiver on your team, ah, Paige, my squad. Anthony Miller, who I loved coming out of college. He's going to join uh, the Bears. Similar situation to Calvin Ridley, a lot of mouths to feed. Allen Robinson, Taylor Gabriel, Trey Burton all get added to this roster. Cameron Meredith, gone. And there's still this guy named Kevin White on the roster mm -hmm. somewhere. I love Kevin White. I want him to be so, I want him to Same. be healthy and just go off. Uh, but Anthony Miller might be able to challenge for a roster spot. I worry about what type of opportunities there are going to be because I don't know what Trubisky is going to be in year two. New coordinator, new coach. A lot of things are different. It may take a while to get this thing going, and he may rely on options like Allen Robinson and, and Taylor Gabriel more so than a rookie in Anthony Miller. But I think Dynasty Leagues, you may look at Anthony Miller. Yeah, late-round guy. Yeah. You could fill in in, in, in a turns-out has, has high upside. I think you take a flyer on a guy like this later, later on. You start, filling out, you start filling out a roster where – you got your big dogs sitting out in certain weeks, and you make sure that guys like this are playing in a week where your big dogs are sitting out. I, I think this is an interesting play. Obviously, from a I've watched the Bears play forever perspective, I'm hesitant watching the offense. The, the Bears have literally never had a good quarterback, ever. Ever. Uh, ever. Never in, in the, the history, history of the Bears. Of the Bears. Never had a good quarterback. Okay. With all due respect to Jim McMahon. I was just going to say, you're going to make some old school Bears fans all not happy. With, with that. all due respect to Jim McMahon, people, the 85 defense won the Super Bowl. Okay. okay? Wow. So I I'm talking about. Direct all your hate at the underscore sports yeah, page. Yeah, bring Twitter. it on. Because here's the thing I'm talking about, I'm talking about the Bears never had a great quarterback. Okay? Never. All, you, you go. What are you talking about? Rex Grossman took that team to a Super Bowl. Thank you. You're That's welcome. it proves my point right there. 250 miles north, they went from Brett Favre, they went from Bart Starr to Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. Are you kidding me? That'll work. That'll work. That'll play. Okay, so here's the thing, Chicago. I am hoping that Trubisky turns out to be the savior and the Messiah. And I'm hoping that Matt Nagy puts him in that position. And I have no reason to believe that he cannot do all of those things. This is the first year, though that he has weapons to get a full assessment of what this team is. And I think Anthony Miller is a nice piece from a fantasy perspective. I think it's a it's a flyer you take later on, but I think he's a guy that maybe next season would be really interesting depending on what happens with this offense. And I think that's what I'm going to be paying attention to from, from a late flyer this year, uh, dynasty potentially, and daily fantasy. He interests me. A guy I'm going to go out and, and take in an early round, 
Hell no. No, I, yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I, like I said, talking about Calvin Ridley, there's a bunch of guys we're going to talk about on Thursday that I like a whole lot more for in sure. terms of year one value from for fantasy from, wide receivers. This all about, it's all about opportunities, people. If there are veterans who are studs ahead of them, there's not as much opportunity. I would say Anthony Miller, though you might say Calvin Ridley was the better wide receiver, Anthony Miller's got a lot better opportunity. The Bears don't have Julio Jones sitting no, on no, that no. roster They're and Mohamed best, Sanu. Yeah, their best wide receiver is Allen Robinson. For sure, who's coming back off an injury. So, yeah, Anthony so, Miller has more upside to get to take catches away. And and the other guys you're looking at and you're going, okay, these are all guys you're hoping step up. But Anthony Miller, boy shows out in training camp, mm-hmm. he's, got a, he's got a lot of opportunity yeah, for him. And then you got to factor in who his quarterback's going to be and if the ball can get to him. So I just, you add all of it up. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of, of the situation. No, Bears like running the football, people. All right, that is going to do it for us. There you have it. Ten names in the books in terms of rookie fantasy value for next season. We will be back on Thursday to break down ten more names. I'll be honest with you, I'm very excited about that group of names. Hmm. There's a lot of, I think, potential in those names. You can follow Paige on Twitter at the underscore sports page. Yep. I'm sure she'll be very happy to get into a petty war with you over something. Bring it on. See, there, there you go. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris R. Schubert. Uh, we're working on the Twitter account. There's a Twitter account that was yep. going to be created. I, a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. I can't share it all. And you can subscribe to our podcast by searching for The Keepers on iTunes. Right. So we, we got a lot of big news that is going to be coming your way in terms of what we're going to be doing for the upcoming season. A lot of stuff that's being worked on behind the scenes. So we will be back on Thursday breaking down 10 more fantasy rookies for the upcoming season. We'll talk to you then.